Hello there. Welcome to this week's edition of Life with Danielle's Black Velvet. You are on to Plavita Podcast. Towards the end of last year, I started a series on mental health. And in between, I got some questions that needed answers. So today with me, I have a young guest who is currently mastering in mental health. And he would be answering most of those questions. He definitely knows his onions. For ease of reference, I'd call my guest, Mr. S. Mr. S, thank you for being here. I look forward to having a good time. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. And I I wish people would learn from it. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Okay then, let's take a dive right in. So I've said quite a lot about mental health and I don't think we need too much introduction. So let's go straight to the first question somebody asked. It says, if someone feels they are not okay mentally, it's advised to see a therapist, right? Oh yes, when you feel you're not okay mentally, please, it is advisable you see a therapist immediately. Because you're not just going to be a arm to yourself, you're going to be arm to people around you. See a therapist immediately or reach out to a podcast immediately. Oh, wow. <laughs> Most mental health cases has been charged on a podcast. Because there is even there is even a law in Nigerian constitution. If you commit suicide, which is the greatest arm you can have, you are mentally deranged and you did not die by that suicide attempt, you are going to prison. Mm-hmm. Imagine you causing harm to yourself and the arm is not successful. Nigerian government is sending you to prison because they are sending you because you have become an immediate arm to people around you. If you can commit suicide, you can kill somebody. <laughs> and yes, just to buttress your point, that is found in section 327 in the Criminal Code Act of the Nigerian Constitution. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> the situation we find ourselves, and that is the punishment now. So please, when you feel you are not mentally stable, please talk to a therapist or see a therapist if you cannot see one due to finances, talk to one. Sorry, I was going to ask that because the second part of that question said, what if the person cannot go to the hospital because they don't have the means? Are there any tips you can arm people with like some sort of first aid? I want you to know something that first aid in mental health does not replace professional intervention. And that is why I kept on shouting, see a therapist, talk to a therapist. I'm going to list out some things you can do, not just to the clients, but people around the clients. The aim is to only provide the initial support while waiting for professional intervention. Fine, you might get better with it, but the root cause of the problem is not yet tackled. Some of these first tips stay calm, make sure the person is calm. We are not saying anything to the person other than calm down. If it is the person itself, just take calm. Then express your feelings. This is specific to people around you. They should allow you to express your feelings. They should not tackle you. They should not say you are saying rubbish. Just like they will say that this person has wrong mad you. No, 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 no. You are not making a judgment of the person's situation. You are just listening without any judgment. Then you ask open-ended questions. Now, open-ended are the ones you allow the patient to express their thoughts you don't want to ask them are you mad yes no are you crazy yes no you want to ask them what happened you give them the chance to express their feelings and you encourage immediately professional intervention before you start diagnosing if this person is going through mood disorder or person is depressed or agitated or having personality disorder or different categories encourage professional intervention then please ensure safety you don't want to bring anything close to the person when you notice that this person is not mentally stable talking out of points irrational behaviors and the rest sharp objects 
maximize all those things and what you are using stylishly to pick away from the environment of the person things he or she can use to injure himself or herself and even people around then another thing is stay with them this is one of the myths that is trending in mental health that you should run away from them because if they bite you you will run mad so there's nothing like that it is not a transmissible disease that if they bite you you will run mad so you want to stay with them let them feel there is somebody physically present with them like a sense of belonging you don't want to isolate you don't want to lock the person inside one room waiting for professional intervention because if you do that you might just find out that when you open the door the person has probably used the blow to strangle himself or herself so you want to prevent all that by staying with the patient and another thing respect boundaries if as a carer you want to help the patient and the patient is saying do not touch me please do not touch because if you touch the patient might eat you might bite you might do anything you are physically there but do not touch me and the same thing applicable for the person who is now mentally ill you want to respect your boundary you don't want to start cutting everywhere disturbing the whole piece just like i said we cannot use this first eight tips to replace professional intervention <laughs> okay why do i feel like it's easier said than done because what if the client is violent and aggressive especially the kind of color episodes obviously been remoted by village people <laughs> what can we do in a situation like that oh my god for cases of extremely aggressive or the Kulu people, well, I would say that the first thing is just to restrain the person. Now, restraint has a guideline in mental health. We've seen cases where patients, you see people being tied down for days, being beaten and the rest. That's not the right guideline for restraint. Restraint is just restricting their movement or their activity for some period of time. You reassess them again. That would be my first thing for extremely dangerous so aggressive patient are mentally and then aside the therapeutic method the pharmacological method and medicine and the rest i will not rule out the spiritual aspect to there is spiritual healing so when you restrain them and you probably do not have the means the finances to go to seek therapeutic intervention of a professional well there is nothing god cannot do so you restrain to take the person to whatever spiritual being you believe in. Nevertheless, most times we limit the spiritual aspect of healing of mentally ill patients. Because most of these spiritual places, after trying one or two prayers or method and it's not working, they start beating them. No, it is not done. Aside that, I don't think there is really any other way other than subjecting the client or the patient to a therapeutic section with psychiatrist or giving them the drug. That was really intense and deep. I think you've answered most of the questions. So we're rounding off in a bit, but I'd like to ask, what role do family members or significant others have to play in therapeutic process? Yes, and also how do you measure progress in therapy? In mental health treatment, informing the family members can be very valuable. Involving family members should be done with the concept of the client. You will not just assume that the father of the client brought the patient to me so at most times when having a section with them we excuse the parents out when it's right to listen to them we bring them in to see their own part of the history okay let me make an example imagine you having a therapy section with a client who is diagnosed with drug abuse this is somebody in secondary school and you expect the parents to be there do you think the client will tell you how he or she got herself into abusing drugs and the rest nevertheless let 
the client be in the known that the family member will be carried along is because we do not want to bring the complexity there's something we call family complexity into the case of the client i don't know if you, you get my point yeah yes i do we do they help you to identify the patterns and trigger you as a therapist you're not there the client might not know what triggers but the family member will be able to tell you oh anytime we wake him up by 6 a.m for morning devotion that is when is always having no swing things <laughs> like that all those things are what family members will give you as a therapist that will help you make an effective treatment plan measuring progress in our therapy is dependent on two major things the subjective indicators and objective indicators we have self-reported symptoms that is the client telling us I, I feel better i feel okay then we have behavioral changes somebody who is not talking to people started talking to people then feedback from carers or family members or siblings staying with the person there's something we call psychometric assessment i don't want to go deep into that one so as a therapist who gets to hear lots of stories and manage clients with different needs do you sometimes feel stressed as a result of the things you see and hear and how do you keep yourself in check <laughs> yes yeah, so body will be firewood blood runs in our veins too and that a therapist does not mean you cannot be mentally if if your mentality is just stable like just on a balanced level then that means i doubt if you are living at times we think at times we are stressed at times we emo- emotionally touched by some of the background stories or causative um, stories of most of our clients to all therapies out there please find time to rest sleep diversional therapies go on picnics fall in love mm, even though like even though love is hard in nigeria <laughs> now fall in love no way. be late with others go out socialize that we are in medical line does not mean we do not fall sick yeah so please pamper us buy all things <laughs> talk to us live with us that's the majorly yeah, best way on. to handle stress <laughs> okay do you hear him pamper them take them out buy them gifts and all whatnot whoa what's an episode thank you so much mr s for gracing us with such intelligence we have definitely learned a lot today thank you oh, i I must say a big thank you and appreciate the work you are putting to the initiative of mental health awareness. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was a very rich episode, I must say. Thank you for staying on to the end. Always remember that your mental health matters, so please guard it with everything. And don't you forget to leave. Until I come your way again, I'm sending you virtual hugs and smiles. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.